Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actress and writer Kimberly Blake. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to Met Radio. What would you like to tell Met Radio? You know, I'd love to tell y'all about myself. I'm an actress based in Atlanta, Georgia. I also am a writer. I'm currently writing a really interesting biopic. Um, Can't give too much details, but I'm really excited for that. Um, Yeah. All right. All right. How did you get into the arts? How did you decide, you know what, I love acting and I want to write my own stories? So, um, so I'm from a, it's kind of a small town right outside of Dallas, Texas. It's called Garland, Texas. And, um, I was going into middle school into sixth grade. And, you know, of course, when you're in school, they're like, what, what, um, elective do you want what elective do you want and ever since I was small I loved singing I loved dancing um I wasn't put in any singing or dancing classes but you know more of stuff I would do in my room and I also just loved tv so I was like oh my gosh I'm going to do theater um so I joined theater and after literally a couple weeks of classes in theater I went to my theater teacher and was like how do you do this like in the real world tell me <laughs> and um you know I I really developed a love and an understanding for it. And then after realizing um, in in class, after realizing all the amazing pieces that were put out, uh, plays and, you know, the television that was coming out on TV, I just thought, how awesome would it be to share stories that don't get shared a lot, you know, stories that matter, stories that will give someone a voice. And that kind of turned me into the writing um, area. All right. What kind of shows did you like to watch in the 90s and the 2000s? You strike me as you were a TV girl coming home from middle school. I got to watch TV while I do homework. (laughs) So in middle school, it was actually like the 2010s. um, And I loved anything on CW. Okay. Vampire Diaries. I would watch that every whatever day it came out I'm still a Vampire Diaries girl I'm team Stefan I think team Stefan um (laughs) and I loved anything on ABC Family to be honest like the Fosters uh Switched at Birth I loved all of that um to watch and then Pretty Little Liars was like a huge I loved Pretty Little Liars I was just going to ask you about that to tell our listeners how much you love a Pretty Little Liars. And you know what? Guess what, listeners? Apparently, Kimberly was telling me off interview, they're bringing it back. Am I correct, Kimberly? Yes, it's already out. It's already out and available. Oh, it is? I didn't know that. Okay, have you you watched the entire season one? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So actually, no, wouldn't be season one. What season did they end off and what season? Did they reboot it as? So it's actually it's actually a new series. So it's not a continuation. It's okay. new characters and they they kind of it's kind of like the new gossip girl. Like they'll mention a little bit the older characters or like things that have happened before. Yeah, it's a completely different era. Like it's a Gen Z version, but it's really Okay, okay, okay. And listeners. Pretty Little Liars, we do remember Kimberly wants to be on it. And Kimberly, if you had a chance, let's say they called you tomorrow, what character would you play or who would you like to play? Or which boy would we like to kiss? 
<laughs> if I was called tomorrow, I would probably want to be one of the bad girls, to be honest. Like, you know, someone who's in introduced to the group who seems all nice, but she has secrets. Ooh, okay. <laughs> all right, Kimberly, you have secrets. You didn't tell us you were working on projects and you didn't tell us you were a bad girl, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're fingers crossed that they will call you and that you will get to experience what do you call it, pretty little liars, and that you will get a role on it, right? Yes, please. Fingers crossed. Okay, okay. Did you watch 90s or 2000s shows too? Because you said your middle school era was the 2010s, but I see you as a girl that did watch some 90s and 2000s TV shows. Um, the I mean, yeah, like anything on Disney or Nickelodeon. Um, so love my Lizzie McGuire's, my Even Steven, stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I also grew up with a lot of sitcoms. So like My Wife and Kids, The Bernie Mac Show, um, Two and a Half Men, those kind of older. I never, I actually never watched Friends. Me either. <laughs> okay, okay. <I> <laughs> so we both have some, so we can both be friends because we never watched Friends. Never watched <laughs> yeah. So um, what do you got? So you said Friends you never watched, right? So what do you think about a lot of TV shows now getting rebooted? I have, I have mixed feelings. I like it because I was explaining to one of my friends because they're like, oh my God, they need to just make something new. You know what I mean? And I was explaining to them, I was like, how many old, old, like 70s, 60s things do you watch? And they were like, well, duh, 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 duh. and I'm like, do you understand that like in order to keep a story alive, you kind of have to change it and make it for the older crowd. A lot of the kids nowadays, they wouldn't look at the old TV shows that we used to watch. It wouldn't catch their attention because the quality in terms of resolution, in terms of like the technology wise was was lower. And the attention spans nowadays, unless they have a love for film and TV, the average kid would not go back and watch the old Prelude Liars or the average kid would not or kid or person would not go back and watch the over they would watch the new one so it's kind of like yeah in terms of you know reboots i think it's great because i think it's cool that a generation of kids or young adults are able to watch things that we used to enjoy in in their own way and i think it'll it a lot of times it inspires them to go back and look at the old show because they make these like odes to the old show and i've never met a person where they're like oh i'm not gonna watch the old show when they watch the new one it's always been like oh there was an original oh my gosh i have to watch that because they mentioned this and i was confused you know Right, so right, 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 right. So a lot of people, for example, Frasier, it got rebooted. But do you think the young people would say, hey, let me go watch the old Frasier? Without watching the new one? Yes, yes. So do you think, let's say if I'm Donovan and I'm 17 and I like this new Frasier reboot, do you think I would watch the old one? For sure. I think I think you would have more of a probability of watching the old one because you'd be maybe the new one, the season ends and you're like, oh, my gosh, what, what do I do? Oh, 
I could go back and watch the old one and see kind of, you know, kind of stay in the story, kind of stay in this world. But while I'm waiting for the new season to come out or something like that. Right, right, right. And that's pretty common. And like you said, that does happen. And that is happening with a lot of TV shows. And like you said, you kind of have mixed feelings with them rebooting some shows. There's another rumor that Two and a Half Men could be rebooted. What do you think about that? And it was 20 years ago that it was season one 20 years ago wow. wow exactly so for me i'm just like i'm here for it because no one's gonna and as in no one i mean young people like this generation gen z and up like they're not gonna go back and watch it if i told them a show was made 20 years ago unless they're a film person or they have that appreciation they're gonna be like oh you know why would i watch an old timey show and it's like woo. So I think I think that's great to kind of keep the story alive, see it from a different perspective. Um, a lot of people now are adding in those shows because TV back then was very much so for a specific group of people. So now that Hollywood's opened up their hearts, I think it's great to kind of take these old shows that we loved and our parents loved and create them into something that this generation can relate to and, you know, grow from. I just think that's I would be, I'd be cool with it. Right, right, right. Now let's hear about some of your writing because you love to write stories. <laughs> You're more of a romance girl, but you like drama. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's hear about some of your projects. Okay, so I am sitting on a film that I wrote called Detached. It was actually filmed to an amazing cinematographer. Her name's Deanna. She's out of Atlanta as well one of my good friends um that story was kind of about basically um a guy came home from a long weekend at work to find his soon-to-be wife so his fiance and she was kind of in you know shambles and or struggling with her emotions and you come to find out that she wants to not marry him because he doesn't really put in the effort he doesn't really um value her as a partner he kind of takes more onto his work whereas his argument back was if you felt this way why didn't you tell me and I kind of like the point of seeing both of them have valid arguments because it's like yeah if you felt that way why didn't you say anything and that story was inspired by uh, have you watched Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya in John David Washington. No, I haven't, but I haven't even heard of that. But the name sounds <laughs> very familiar. It's, maybe familiar. The... <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's basically like a long breakup movie. Um, I love it. And then Scenes from a Marriage has um, Oscar Isaac in it. Those two films kind of inspired this little short that I did. Because it is true. Like, you can just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And it can be that can be a bad thing. And but it can also be a beautiful thing because you kind of figure out what you want. So that's one of the stories I uh, worked on. I'm currently working on another story about a girl who after her mother died, she discovers that she has kind of royalty in this altered dimension. And she's going to have to choose between the power of this realm or the life of her brother in her real um, dimension. So that one's going to kind of be more of like a familial love story. Ooh. Uh, 
Right. And I've been developing that one a lot. I think I'm going to start it as a proof of concept, a shorter film, get that shot and then see what the limits are for the uh, feature film. All right. So if you had a budget, who would be your leading man and leading lady for any of these films? Ooh, so my leading lady would be me. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I thought there might be other women that maybe you wouldn't no, call it. <laughs> no, I would definitely choose for a leading lady. Um, I mean, I love Zendaya, of course. And I just think that she can do a lot. I think we haven't seen her in a lot of different... I think we've seen her in Euphoria and yep. And then, you know, we've seen her in Spider-Man and just I think she has more potential than what we are able to see. I think, you know, her kind of acting abilities are limitless. So I would definitely choose her as a leading lady. Um, I have a friend, Mia Isaac, who is in The Black Cake on Hulu right now. Okay. She's amazing actress and I would totally reach out to her for anything. And then leading men... Let me think. Who do we have, uh, girl? Come on. Give us some hot guys. <laughs> um, I mean, if it was if it was kind of like a romance, you know, I I'd have to go with Noah Centineo. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Ladies, don't know if you know him, but Google him, right? <laughs> <laughs> or could we go with hmm, can we go with someone a little younger, mid-20s, like 25, 27? He is. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> or could we go a little could we go older in the 30s? Could we go Michael B. Jordan or no? <laughs> we could go Michael B. Jordan or a John <laughs> David Washington, which is Denzel's son, or <laughs> definitely an Oscar Isaac. Any okay. day an Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> ladies definitely we have to think big right we have to think big okay all right and we should be looking for those projects soon right hopefully yes okay hopefully we gotta get so what can they look out for in the meantime if they want to absorb kimberly blake they want to see her on the screen. Well, in the meantime, since the strike is over and I can now, and I can now promote it, you can go watch Five Star Murder on Tubi. That was an awesome project. Um, and then Detached should be coming out soon. Detached is the romance film I was talking about. That one should be airing pretty soon. But I, I have a lot in store for 2024. Just finishing out this year, year planning and figuring out like you know, what direction and what steps we're going in for the upcoming new year. And I'm really excited. All right. What do you want to say to the actors and actresses now that the storm is over, the strike is over, the writer's strike has been over for a while, but the actor's strike has recently ended. What do you want to tell those actors and actresses? I want to tell y'all, good job, everybody. <laughs> good job, everybody. Also, like, you know, pilot season is coming. Make sure you update your headshot. Reach out to those managers. Reach out to those agencies. If you haven't heard from your manager or agent in a while because of the strike, let them know you're thinking about them. Like, keep your keep your face out there. Keep your name out there. Start writing your own stuff. Maybe you can get the funds to get a SAG low budget on something. Go out to these events meet connections you know what I mean just the strike is over there's a lot to come and I just hope that everyone is as excited as I am in terms of you know the possibilities that are 
coming into the new year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms just in case any other actors and actresses have questions or just listeners have any questions? Yeah, my my Instagram is Kim M Blake. So that's K-I-M-M-B-L-A-K-E. And that goes across. That's the same for TikTok. That's the same for Facebook, I believe. That's the same for my Facebook page is Kim M Blake. And then my website is uh, Kimberly M Blake dot com. So that's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-M-B-L-A-K-E dot com. All right. All right. Any final things you would love to tell the listeners or a message, anything you'd like to say to us? Yeah. Um, the message is just keep going. Never, never give up on yourself. Never stop. I know it gets hard, especially like this pilot season afterwards. Maybe you didn't book anything, but keep working, keep working towards episodic season. Then we'll be right back at pilot season again. Create, create, create your own content. If there's a character, you're like, wow, I wish I could be that character. Be it. Make a self-tape of you being that character. Write a scene of you being that character. Find a writer to write a scene for you to be that character. You know what I mean? When there's a will, there's a way. And I think that everyone is in charge of their own destiny. So don't wait on anybody else. Do it yourself. And that's including to the listeners. It doesn't have to be acting. It can be with anything, right? Of course. Absolutely. All right, all right. I really want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. All right, all right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. I would love to thank actress and writer Kimberly Blake. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.